You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. I'm Isaiah Thomas, the host of this podcast. Appreciate all the love and support I've been receiving from the wrestling community. As I told people before, I started this as kind of my labor of love to the sport after I stepped away from coaching. And my goal is always to try and educate those young coaches, hence the reason why I bring in so many diverse voices in the wrestling community. And I, uh, the head coach of the Richmond Blue Devils, Mr. Brandon Day. Coach Day, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being on. I mean, I could say a lot of things about the, the things that your, your program has accomplished since you've been in years, six state titles, uh, 13 times total in the finals. And I believe every single year you've been at the state finals. So um, a lot of great stuff there. The first time I met Coach Day, I actually sat down and talked to Coach Day was actually two years ago at our coaches clinic. It was it was nice to finally talk to Brandon and, and get to know him. And he's a really great guy. He actually has lived in my part of the world here, Pinconning, uh, for a year and a half. And 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 hopefully he'll make his way back up. We still have the Wilson Cheese Shop here if you're if you're interested. <laughs> in so, all every corner and everything else. Um, That's awesome. So uh, and it was great because like I've told people before uh, with coaches in general, especially coaches like yourself, that you're very approachable. If you've got a question, man. We're going to and we've gone through a lot of the different. Um, and getting in those situations. So I, I appreciate our conversations through the years, and I'm, I'm glad to have you on today. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. And, and definitely. I mean, I it's uh, it's a labor of love for all of us. Right. I mean, it, if, if you're not willing to be to share then, then we're hurting the sport and stuff. So I, I, I appreciate and enjoy this stuff a ton. Awesome. Awesome. Well, tell me how you got involved or started in this great sport of wrestling. Well, I, I was, uh, I have two older brothers and, uh, I went to Emily city, Emily city community schools as a kid. And, uh, we, uh, my bro, both my brothers wrestled and my uncle was actually the head wrestling coach at Emily city. So, a man for the time I was probably six years, seven years old. I was, I was following my brothers, you know, they're four and five years older than me. So I was following them everywhere. So I was in the practice room a lot. And, and my dad would take us, you know, a couple of times a year we do, uh, you know, like AU and like the, the Hazel park area and stuff and, uh, do a couple of tournaments a year. And, and then it just grew into, you know, as we got into middle, I got into middle school and high school, um, you know, competing and, 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 uh, and, and just like, like a family affair, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was awesome. It was, uh, my brothers, my mom, my dad, I, I, we were all involved. And then, uh, some of my best friends, you know, guys that still talk to this day are guys that, you know, I met through, you know, elementary, middle school and high school wrestling there. And, and, uh, a lot, a lot of them actually ended up becoming coaches and stuff later on. Just a really, a really good environment, a uh, really positive environment. And, and, uh, now from there, I went to uh, went to Olivet, and uh, and uh, you know, got my degree in in '02, and and from from there, you know, student taught with uh, with Coach Hamlin, with George Hamlin, and uh, oh, Brandon, you cut assisted, out. Assisted him for two years, and then uh, been the head coach ever since. You know, so. Um, very, very fortunate to, you know, to have the opportunity to work with Coach Hamlin. And, and we actually started uh, 
our junior devil wrestling club here. Um, so in, in 2002-2003, Coach um, Hamlin gave me the green light. We started the uh, Richmond Junior Devil Wrestling Club, and I took over the middle school program. So, uh, you know, I would my day would consist of, you know, I'd, I'd be in at 7, and I wouldn't leave till 9, till youth club practice was over. So I would have the high school practice, youth club practice. Then when our middle school season started, I had all three. Um mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, Coach Hamlin gave me the green light to, to, you know, let's see if this works. You know, if, if we fail, well, we'll fix it and we'll move on and we'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll make it better. But uh, so for about 10 years from uh, 02 to uh, 2012, um, I was in that capacity. And then in 12, when Coach retired, um, I, I, you know, I've been at the high school. I've been overseeing everything, but uh I've been at the high school level, uh, you know, by my, not by myself, but in that capacity as a head coach, uh, by myself with, you know, until I brought in coach Trent, um, for 10 years and, uh, got some really awesome, awesome alumni, uh, like, like Sean Mitchell and Brett Berg and, uh, Nick Berg and, uh, you know, Lance Whitney, Brian Decker, guys that, uh, you know, that have kind of taken over the roles at the lower levels that I used to do. And then they're all great. So, but again, you coach Hamlin, you know, you value people, you value people, you let people work. And, and when you let people work, good things happen. And, and uh, so, you know, he taught me that. So we're trying to keep that, you know, that same philosophy and, and do things that way right now. But uh, extremely thankful for, for coach Hamlin and the, the effect he's had, on so many people here, myself included, you know, definitely in, in keeping the program at a at a solid level. So, oh yeah, I mean, uh, I I think we we talked about this in like a previous episode. George, phenomenal human being and a person that has really affected many people's lives and for the better. And if there was a Mount Rushmore of genuineness, humility, kindness, his face would be on there. Oh Most yeah, definitely. I mean, and pretty pretty darn good coach too, man. I mean, he like he, the things I got quick story like you know I wasn't here for the first two state titles, um, but when I got here in o two o three, we we only had you know four freshmen in the program. I think we had twenty two kids. They just graduated, you know, twelve eleven or twelve senior starters. So it was like starting from scratch, you know. Right. We we and. Uh, Man, he you, a lot of coaches can teach technique and this and that, um, and, and and are very good at it. But I, I sat in a room with George and those four freshmen, and he told them, he said, "Hey, you guys do what we tell you to do. You buy in, and I promise you, you know, at the end of this four years, we'll be competing for a state title." And uh, you know, I I'm like, man, there's four kids in here. There's ten other weight classes. We got to feel like, okay, and. Uh, we did it, you know, 2000, that, that was the class of 2006 and, uh, we won the state championship with those kids and, and they, George could, could get you to eat out of his hand, you know, just he, you know, he'd lead and, and everybody'd follow, man. He, he just unbelievable motivator, uh, very sincere and meant what he said, you know? So, um, I, I think that is, you know, the technique aspect of it, the training aspect, super important, but the, 
the getting kids to believe that they maybe have more than what they have. He, he was a master at that, you know, and, and we, we got some unbelievable efforts out of kids because they, they, they didn't want to fail for him. You know, they, they wanted to, they wanted to, to make him happy or to meet his expectation. Right. And, that, and I think it's, it, it kind of a credit to him is knowing everybody's role. You know, I think uh, when we talk about coaches is define roles in a, in a program for every person that's in the program because every pro, every program needs coaches and every coach needs to know what the role is 100 percent. i you know it i i was very the the 10 years i got to spend with him i wish it would have been 30 years i wish he was still here to be honest with you. but i i shut my mouth and listened you know i i knew my role like he made me a co-head coach and i was like you know i'm, I'm extremely thankful and i'll be honest with you a lot of it was uh you know, to help me retain or, or get a teaching job, you know, and, and uh, I knew my role. I knew like he was the boss and then, but he gave me, he gave me the, the tools I needed to grow and learn. And, uh, and the same thing I'm trying to do for the young guys I have now. I mean, I, you know, people, you know, you know, being a former head coach, people want to be in a, in a hurry to become a head coach, but man, it, it's a ton of work and there's, no one's ever got it right. I don't care if it's you ask RJ, you ask Mitch, you ask, you ask, you know, whoever's successful out there right now, you ask Scott Mary, he's learning and getting better every year. He's they're learning and then fixing things every year. And, and uh, I think it's really important for young coaches. I know for me, it was to stay open-minded and, uh, and know that like there, George used to always say, there's a million ways to, uh, to skin the cat, you know, there's, there's, there's a million ways to do it. And, uh, and he was right. You know, I mean, it transitions technically, you know, lifting weights, you, you know, your, your training regimen, your cycles. I mean, those things you sit down and you talk to people. If, if we, if we brought someone in that could make us better, we were listening, you know, we were never closed minded. And I'm, I'm thankful for George for that because that I mean, as a young coach, I man, I think you said it in one of your, your past podcast, you're all, you're firing brimstone, man. I'm coming in. I, I think Steve Delaney might have said it. You're a hundred miles an hour. We're going to do this, going to do that. And then you're like, holy crap. No one's listening. <laughs> you know right. I mean? So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful George, George kind of, uh, you know, I played a huge role in, in helping me be open. My, I know my role, you know, it, uh, it's extremely important for young coaches. I, I liked how, you know, coach Hugler said, you know, about, you know, him being assistant, what can I do for you? Well, how, how can I help you to his head coach? And that's young coaches are in a hurry to become head coaches. Like help that guy out first. You know what I mean? Be like, get, get him the resources he needs and he'll get them for you. And then that's how you sustain programs. And it's not about if you're a head wrestling coach in the state of Michigan, you got an ego. Yeah, none of us are getting rich doing this. You know what I no. mean? If you got an ego, if you're going to count your coach of the year trophies or your regional coach of the year trophies and think you've made it, guess what? You haven't. Because, you know, I, I was out with Scott Mary a couple weeks ago, and that guy's still waking up at 5 a.m. And, and doing concrete. You know what I mean? He right. 10 state titles, and uh, nobody's nobody's uh, flying him around in a uh, in a private jet, okay? Right. So, you, you better stay humble and you better keep learning and know that like we're in this for the kids, man. And that, that that's, what's got to be number one all the time. Oh, the, most definitely. It, is that pretty much the primary reason why you went into teaching 
is the is the transition you into coaching? I you know what I had a great experience as a kid, like had some great, great mentors. Um my middle school wrestling coach played college baseball at Michigan State, Mark Owen. And he's big time involved in Mimic Insurance now. And I watched him, you know, hold kids to a high standard and change kids' lives and 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 uh and I just knew like I had some friends to be honest, I had some friends who went the wrong way and, and, and didn't didn't make it. Made, you didn't graduate high school and stuff and, and I uh that that was pretty irritating to me, you know. And I, I, I loved sports and I, I loved I mean, let's be honest, I mean I I I feel like I'm the world's biggest 15 year old half the time. You know what I mean? I, 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 love, <laughs> right. I love sports. I love being around kids. And then um, I have several cousins and uncles that are in, in that are ministers. And, uh, and so help helping people. My grandfather was a minister, help helping people, you know, become better people. I'd say it was my number one objective. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know if I want to be a minister. So uh, man, te- teaching and coaching, are to me are, are, are it's ministry as well, you know, and uh, and so it, it allowed me to help kids, maybe maybe put kids on a better path than the, what they could have been in, and then uh, I mean I got to be around the sport that I loved and 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 make an impact on kids. So to me, it was it was a win win situation. Uh, it sounds a lot like uh, when I was at Saginaw Valley, uh, one of my professors, Dr. Gould, said, you know, we're in the kid business. You know, it's, it's about oh, the kids. And and if you're not there for the kids, then you're kind of in the wrong, wrong profession, right. basically. And that always stuck with me in, in that uh, kids won't care what you know until they know that you care. 100%. Uh, I'm sure you have, like, stories of your former athletes or even former students that contact you via text messages or social media to talk about the impact that you had on them and how that probably fills your cup and brightens your day. It does. You know, we, we've got a ton of, uh, I mean, I've got guys that are, they're doctors now, or they're in the medical field or guys that are, you know, really successful electricians or plumbers or the military or whatever. And to be honest with you, I, what, I think what makes our program, the reason we've been successful so long is that we're still connected. Like I'm still talking, you know, my first state title team, I talk to Mike Leonard all the time, you know, he's mm-hmm. a state runner up for us. And, and, Wayne Leonard, his brother, and John Warren, and, and so those guys. You know, when you tell them when you're coaching them, like, hey, you know, kids struggle, and you tell them, like, hey, you know, we stick it out, man. This is this is about life. This is we're gonna have a relationship forever. I mean, and I, George and I meant that, you know, and I and I mean that to this day. So it's through thick or thin. If if kids are, I've made those phone calls to guys that, you know, are, are struggling, you know, and I've made those phone calls to guys that you know, just had a baby or just got a new job and they're excited. So, you know, just following through and letting them know like, Hey, you know, you're not alone. We're here for you, you know? And, and, uh, that, that's what we do. That whole family aspect of it. That that's a real thing. I mean, it's, I have the guys over, we barbecue and stuff. And then uh-huh. Justin Russo, who was state runner up for us in 2011, he, he, I see that guy all the time. He, he comes over and, and, you know, my whole staff, I mean, Brett Berg, I coach Preston, I coach, Sean Misco, I coached, um, those guys are, you know, Nick Berg, I coached Griffin Fraley, those, those guys, Brian Decker, they're still around and it's awesome, you know, because they, they know what we want and they, they know what we're about and, and family comes before winning, but if you take care of the family, the winning comes, you know? 
Right. Unbelievable. Well said. I have two more. I have two questions for you. One, what do you think are the pitfalls for young coaches, uh, regardless of what program they take over? Like, what are some of the mistakes that you see them do? And then your advice for those coaches that are they're willing to come in and, and try to make a difference. So first question is, what do you see as the issue with, with co- young coaches coming in? And some advice to coaches pretty much when they want to get in, what they need to do to, to be successful, whatever that success is defined as. I think uh, for, for young coach, I know for me, like I said, I was lucky to have Coach Hamlin, but uh, you got to have a plan, you know, and it's got to be a a well thought out, like five years down the road. That's George and I would always like, hey, let's talk about the next five years and we'd map it out. I think so many guys get into coaching and they're like, they're gung ho and, and we're going to be good. And they, they don't understand the fundraising aspect of it. They don't understand the mentorship aspect of it. They don't understand, you know, how to communicate with administrators, um, how to communicate with parents, things like that. And, and that's not all their fault. You know, it, it's uh, I, I think we, we need to do a better job mentoring those guys Um and I would say to, to any young coach, you know, communicate with it. You know, tr- trust other coaches. I know it's hard now because we school of choice and this and that. But I, when I see a new coach around our area, I reach out to him. Hey, do you need help with anything? And I, some of them are like, why are you calling me? You know, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and some of them are like, hey, thanks a ton, coach. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I talk to them, you know, pretty regularly and, and try to answer questions and help them out and, it uh that we need to do a better job of mentoring coaches but those young coaches have to do a better job of being receptive you know and 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 unfortunately there are some people out there that might have agendas or whatever but i mean i I think through our coaches association you know we, we could do a better job of giving those young coaches the tools they need um and like we said previously, like those young coaches that you better be in it for the right reasons or you're going to flame out real quick. Right. If, if, if you're not in it to, to do what George Hamlin did and try to help change the community and, and mold young, young men into boys, then you, you, you might want to go sell insurance or something because it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be right. hard, you know, but yeah, that... be open-minded, be mm-hmm. open-minded and be, you know, be coachable. You know, I'm, I'm getting coached all the time. Scott, Mary, tell uh, that guy, that old man has got so much knowledge. Like, uh, I talked to him. He's, he's one of my best friends. I talked to him about stuff, and he's taking ideas I've given him. And, you know, I still call George on the phone, and, and, and we talk. And, and none of us have all the answers. You know, believe it or not, at one time, Brian Ranger and I used to talk on the phone all the time. And, and, and I, I would tell him, you know, we'd we would discuss things and stuff. I mean, I think that stuff's important. It, it, mm-hmm. I try to do that with, with, with Preston and, and with, you know, with Sean Misko and the guys that I, Brett Berg and Nick Berg that I have here. I mean, it's none of us have all the answers, be coachable, you know, and, 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 and try to develop relationships, you know, with, with, with other coaches that maybe have something that can help you or you have something that can help them. Well, well said, I agree. And, and Scooter, uh, I can't say enough good things about him. There's a lot of great like coaches that they're just really great people that I, I don't I think people see this side of them, this this bolsterous, charismatic, kind of egomaniac on the on the mat, but you right. sit down and talk to them, they're not like that. That's kind of like their their 
persona when they're in a match trying to win, trying to coach their kids to wrestle better, things like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, these coaches, they, they want every kid to be successful. hundred percent. You know, we, I did a, a couple of my hometown and uh, some people there were like to their coach, like, why are you, you know, why are you bringing these guys in this and that? And, and, uh, Tony D'Ambrosio's head coach at Inway City, my hometown. Great guy. And uh, yeah. some people gave him some flack about it. And, and I explained to him, you know, like, hey, we have wrestled Remus Chippewa Hills six or seven times now in the state semifinals. Nate Etheridge is one of my best friends. We go to camp together. We, we bounce ideas off each other. You know, the kids wrestle the matches. We, we don't, you hmm. know. So – I have Nate, even though we we've uh, I'll kind of, uh, Nate's never beat me. I always tease him about that, but uh, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna tell you, I have taken a ton of stuff from Nate. Nate is a phenomenal coach. He's out in Georgia now, but he's yeah. a phenomenal coach. And because Nate couldn't beat us or he couldn't beat Dundee, didn't mean that he wasn't as good or better than me or Tim Roberts. It just that was the situation he was in. We had some great kids. Dundee had some great kids. But I explained to you know them to to Tony, like, hey man, you know, you've got to seek out you know other people, and they could be in your same division. You know, I right. Tim and I don't talk as much now, but man, Tim Roberts and I had the same, our same, we had the same issues. You know, there were times he would tell me stories, and I I, I would feel horrible for that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of the things he dealt with, and, and this I'm sure him the same for me. But mm-hmm. uh, we're all going through the same thing. You know, I'm sure me and me and RJ or Mitch Hancock or, or Scott Mary can sit in the same room and we got a lot of the same stories and, and, and we could I could learn from how Mitch dealt with a parent or I could learn how, how RJ dealt with a kid who was, you know, struggling. You know, I, I'm sure if we did a coach's round table right now, how we dealt with COVID last year, we we, we we'd have a, a you know That'd be a great support group. You, know, so, so. you see us all now on the chairs and, and taking turns. Uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> well, uh, Brandon, thank you so much. I appreciate everything you, you, you've brought, your your wealth of knowledge in the sport, and, and you're one of the good guys, and I appreciate what you're giving back to the community and making athletes better people. Because at the end of the day, that's our goal. Our goal is to – they become great citizens of society and, and really improve society um, day by day with their actions and what they do. So I really appreciate everything you've done. Well, I appreciate you giving, giving me the opportunity and you, you providing this, you know, outlet to us coaches and, and, and you nailed it, man. It's, it's about the kids. It's not about us. And, and, and the more young kids, young coaches coming in, understand that the the longer our sports going to live on and 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 the better our sports going to become here in the state of Michigan. So, I appreciate you and appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good day, Brandon. You- Thank you for listening to the Coach T podcast by my dad. <laughs>